Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you on a a football Friday. Today's D'Amico Day. We'll talk more about D'Amico Ryans in just a minute. Um, here was Colin Cowherd. Um, he's spent a lot of time with Sean Payton, obviously, over the last few weeks. Um, first, here was Colin Cowherd on what exactly... We're going to get to Russell Wilson and the Broncos and Payton in a second. On what's wrong with Russell Wilson right now. Now let's get to the Russell Wilson piece. And this is substantial. Is that... And I talked to Sean about this. And some of this I'll convey, some I won't. But the reality with Russell Wilson, most people understand the problem with Russell right now. He's too isolated. He's got, you know, he's got this chiropractor and this throwing coach and his own office. And though it doesn't bother me, there is a sense, and it's well-reported and well-documented now, that Russell's a little isolated from a lot of the young players, young receivers on the team. And they're going to get younger because they're going to have to pay some of these defensive guys in Denver, right? They're good. They're going to have to pay them. So the defense over the next four years is going to be expensive and older. They're going to fix the offense by drafting it. So this is going to be a very young offense. Boy, there's, and Russell's aging as a player. There's a lot of specificity that Cowherd talks about the plan for the Denver Broncos with. Yeah, so like I, <laughs> I, but I love those. Like, let's boil that down to what that actually is. The problem with Russell Wilson is his personality. <laughs> like that's. Like none of that, none of that. It's not like Russell Wilson when he was younger was embraced and loved by his teammates. So in sitting there and saying, "Well, this this is the problem with Russell Wilson. He's got his own chiropractor, you see, and all you have to do is make him use the team chiropractor and uh, and then have lunch with younger players who will be like, "Man, Russell's weird." Uh, to to get back on track, yeah, that's nonsense. That's that's complete and utter, one hundred percent. BS. Like, that is the, it's honestly the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, it really is. Like, the problem with Russell is that his personality is the exact same thing that it's always been. So, what he needs is somebody to come in and change his personality. And that will make him a better red zone quarterback, where he went from being one of the best red zone quarterbacks in the league to having a QBR of less than 10 in the red zone. Like, no, it's not because he has his own chiropractor. No. It's not because he doesn't fraternize with you. He never fraternized with people. Right. He had his own little wannabe entourage, and he hustled around and just like wanted to play the superstar. Get Cow- over yourself. Cowherd listed symptoms. He didn't list right. the this, issue. This is when Cowherd is, is, is at his worst. Because yeah. honestly, like whenever he starts to try to talk about normal interpersonal relations, it's it's rough, man. He just doesn't get it. It's like <laughs> he has these stories he tells about his his buddies that I know are fake. Well, these, <laughs> I yeah. just know it. No, I know what you're saying. <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. If you're just a person that's kind of a loner, that's cool. That's good. I get it. Um, but just like, you know, just lay off the stories a little bit. To be clear, the only reason we're playing so much Cowherd this week 
week is because Sean Payton has spent a bunch of time with him lately, and we're trying to read the tea leaves a little bit. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of people like, God, you guys are playing all this coward, coward, coward. Yeah, he's been giving nuggets on Sean Payton all week, and Payton is the big story this week. Sean Payton is a media – he's a, he's the a loosest media whore this side of the Mississippi. Yes. And, uh, you know, and maybe east of it, too. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Whatever side of the Mississippi you're on, you can get you some Peyton. Mm-hmm. And where's the which which side do I find a media whore around these parts? East or west of the old Mississippi? Yup, <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> they say, well, wherever Sean Peyton be, that's where you <laughs> yep. that's where you find your little leaks and nuggets. Um, well, Russell Wilson has reportedly wanted wanted himself some Sean Payton. according to Colin Cowherd. Russ has reached out through legal channels, by the way to the possible future Broncos head coach. They believe in Denver. Sean can fix it. Sean, I know, can fix it. And Russell Wilson has contacted Sean, legally, by the way, uh, you know, through channels. He wants Sean Payton. He needs fixing. He knows he needs fixing. So when I look at this situation, it's fairly clear. Great defense, right? Richest owners in the league, both impressed with each other, solve the offensive line, free agency in the draft, and can Sean fix Russ? I believe the answer is yes. Okay. The, the funny part to me about that is uh, the caveating of through legal channels, you know, by the way, legally he's reached out. I'm like, okay, makes well. Makes me want to dig deeper. That implies yeah. to me like that Russ knows like he's probably not supposed to talk to Peyton about things like this because he's under contract, Peyton is, to the Saints still. So what do you do? Do you send like a, hey, send this note to Sean Peyton. Tell him I know I need fixing. Through okay. legal, me- yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's Can a prior relationship just there or something. Get there- a message to Sean and tell him it's Russ <laughs> and that I need fixing. Okay. What if, what if Peyton like because um, uh, people have said that Peyton and Coward have had this kind of cozy relationship for some time. Yeah. Um, but like, what if what if Coward's just gone rogue on this one? That, that Coward is like really just speaking freely well about all this stuff that that Peyton really doesn't want him to talk about. Because now it's like, it's so obviously linked. And I, uh, boy, um, I'd be cool with Peyton as a coach if he got here. I think I'd, I'd get excited about it. I'd yeah, get excited sure. about the possibilities. I'm not sure it's worth trading more time with Colin Coward. Um, <laughs> I can deal without the pick. Fine. Uh, get rid of the pick. I don't care. Take the number 12 overall. Whatever. I, I can't have more Colin Coward in my life. I don't need Colin Coward, like, basically uh, repeating verbatim what Sean Payton told him that morning oh, dude. On, on ESPN. Like, I, don't, if, I don't need that. If yeah. we can take the person out of it, just think of how much Texan stuff we're going to get. That's that we true. can dig into. That's true. And it'll be juicy stuff. Yeah. It'll get actual traction because it's being talked about. Uh, okay. What hmm. bothers you about Cowherd? Is it his personality? Is it his voice? Because if it's his voice, I can see that he's got kind of a, kind of a nasally sort of thing going. We, no, can no, just, no. we can just take Cowherd's voice and run it through one of those... Uh, one of those voice box things where it's like, here's the thing about Russell Wilson. <laughs> his personality, it's his what? issue. Part of it with uh, Colin Coward is part of it isn't his fault. It's the same thing that happened with Jim Rome. Both those guys spawned an entire generation of copycats to the point where they almost become parodies of themselves because all you hear everywhere are guys trying to sound like Colin Coward. And just like previously, all you heard were guys trying to sound like Jim Rome. That it makes you sick of hearing Jim Rome and Colin Coward. It's not their fault. It's uh, they're a victim of their own success. Yeah, 
other thing about Coward is like sometimes he tries way too hard for some of uh, it's like is a guy that does the same thing myself. Um, he tries way too hard for some of the analogies. But I feel like when I do my stupid analogies, I acknowledge that they're stupid. Whereas with Coward, he delivers them to you like you're you're hearing it from Socrates himself. That uh, you just this is knowledge that I'm passing to you from on high, and you are lucky to have it bless your eardrum. No, you're a thousand. But you, 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 I can tell with you when you know you're down an analogy road that's going in a weird place. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. very obvious. <laughs> I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, I just like, can't keep wait doing to it. Find out where it ends up. Keep do, no, keep just doing it by all means. For the journey, not the destination, bro. By all means, uh, Ben. What did you just tell me that you have? Uh, I pitched a Colin Cowherd. Clip you down you modulated you his voice. Yes. Okay. Uh, so Seth, would Colin Cowherd be a little more tolerable? for you if he sounded like this they believe in denver sean can fix it sean i know can fix it and russell wilson has contacted sean legally by the way uh you know through channels he wants sean payton he needs fixing he knows he needs fixing so when i look at this situation it's fairly clear great defense right Richest owners in the league, both impressed yes. with each other. This guy knows what he's talking about. the offensive line. This guy is dialed in. Draft, and can Sean fix Russ? Oh, my God. I believe the answer is yes. Yes, of course it is yes. Of course yes, it's yes. Yes, yes. I will follow Sean Payton into the fiery pits of hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. He sounds like me with fewer verbal fillers. <laughs> he just had that one uh in the middle. I was oh. waiting for him to sound really like me, and when he did the uh, that was it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's, he nailed it. The best, best pain impression. The best was the colloquial right that he dropped in there. <laughs> I mean, Russ doesn't get along with his teammates. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Sean Sean Payton's right. gonna come in and be the guy that sits Russell Wilson down and teaches him how to talk to girls, basically. Like <laughs> yes. you know, like yes, like, twelve like lessons with Sean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so well, good. you see, Russell Wilson. I know he's in his thirties, and nobody's ever really liked him. Um, but that's the problem now, as opposed to at any other point back when he was a good football well, player. Well, here's the yeah. problem too with Russ: is what does he get accused of from time to time of being phony? So yeah. now that what he's going to do is just change the way he's been for 34 years? Like, he's gonna be boy, like that's not Steve phony. Pres- he's going to be like the Steve Buscemi gif. Where he's like, hey, you know, with his hat on backwards <laughs> and carrying the skateboard. Yes. Like, hey, fellow teenagers, what's up? Yeah. It was interesting. Coward went on to say, I didn't grab the audio just because I, you know, there was good only job, so much. by the way, Ben. That was very, that was very, that was a highlight of my morning. That so was that really and good. the win one for Thank the gimper. <laughs> that's been everybody's highlight this morning. Yeah. Um, right. He, <laughs> <laughs> coward whose balls have dropped. That's my new favorite so, drop. So, dude, everybody's saying it's either Buffalo Bill from Side uh, yes, to the Lambs yes. <laughs> or Bill Walton. It does sound oh, really yeah. like, hey, play like t- play like the first ten seconds of it again, Ben. Sean, I know can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a great big fat person? <laughs> oh God, that's funny. Uh, what's uh, what's Bill Walton's uh, partner's name? Oh, Dave Pash. Yeah, that's yeah. What, like when uh, there's some good Pash- clips. Dave Pash is a very, uh, very religious, like a uh, creationist almost, I believe, um, like a strict and literal interpretation of the Bible. Whereas Bill Walton uh, is much freer and looser. Yeah. And every now and then, I like I enjoy Bill Wal- Bill Walton trying to talk like. 
<laughs> theory of evolution and stuff with Dave Pash, who's having none of it. Not because he doesn't want to have the debate elsewhere. It's that it's in the middle of an NBA broadcast. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, dear. He was there longer than you think the earth has been around, it's, Dave. It's <laughs> funny. There's some good moments. Um, someone said that uh, someone said that voice box cowherd sounds like, uh, or modulated cowherd sounds like Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah. Play it. Ben, one more time, just a little bit. Just a taste. They believe in Denver. Sean can fix it. Sean, I know, can fix it. He's a less and jovial Russell Ross Wilson. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, that's... He's, yeah. he's Ross Tucker he's had a talking to. Right. Like the management had a talking to Ross Tucker. They're like, listen, we're about the facts and we're about the stats. Yeah. That's what we do at this station. And he's, right? uh, his soul <laughs> has been crushed. <laughs> well, what about... <laughs> that right is going to be the death of me. My God. <laughs> that is... Someone said Andre the Giant. He sounds like a little bit. A hey, little... That, let me tell you, though, that, that reminds me of Ross... Where I've been in with it, every time I've been in person anywhere with Ross, it's been like at football events where there's a lot of big dudes around. So everybody kind of blends in, you know, like rocking around at the Super Bowl or anything. There's a ton of big dudes around. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at that, when I met up with him for lunch at that ski resort, <laughs> what a hulking beast of a dude. As he- he's like walking down the hallway in ski boots. Because you know, oh, yeah. you know, when you got ski boots on, you're walking kind of awkwardly and everything. Yep. It looked like Frankenstein. Yes, I was like just a, like say. a svelte Frankenstein. Yep. And people were uh, people were giving him that look. Like, who is that guy? Because he's pretty tall. I think he must be six six or so. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's that offensive lineman tall. Where all of a sudden, like, you get to six six and you got broad shoulders. You look like a you look like a, a behemoth in real life. Is he a good skier? Do you know? I don't know. I we were trying to. My wife and I were trying to catch a glimpse of him, and we couldn't uh, we couldn't pick him out on okay. the slopes. I bet he is. He's from. I mean, he's from like sort of central Pennsylvania. Yeah. He's got access to a lot of skiing. Oh well, yeah, from. he said he skis like ten or twenty times a year. So, yeah, oh jeez, sure okay. Fine. Well, he's good. His then. legs okay. aren't broken. Yeah, so, yeah, he's yeah. not horrible. He's good. Um, people are saying on the trailer wheel and frame text page. Twelve sixty eight says modulated cowherd sounds like John Madden. A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. John Madden. John Madden not dead to me. No, no, and yet. Literally dead. Yeah. yeah that's it's uh, the whole thing. That's the the irony. Think I, like when that guy accused us of hating on Carlos Correa, I was like, no, he's just dead to me. Right. There's a difference. Yeah. Big I have difference. no emotions about people who are. Uh, once one of my enemies dies, like I, he's dead to me and like all the feelings go away. Carlos was never an enemy, but like I have the same feelings about him. Yep. It's just like, okay. Whereas other former Astros, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm much more emotionally attached to. The moment Carlos Correa left, he was dead to me. Yep. You, you've, it's well documented. Uh, three one eight one. He sounds like Will Ferrell in old school. I got a dart in my neck. <laughs> he does, right? Yeah, yeah. Colin Coward tranked. Yep, trank him. <laughs> oh, that was the best. What's uh? Is it Greg Tuey, the producer that, that Greg you know? Tuey? Yeah, native Houstonian listener to this show is Colin Coward's producer. I wanted some. At some point, I need there to be an occasion where somebody yells to Greg, "Trank him!" <laughs> and he has to shoot. Coward's about to go off on something that's going to get him canceled. So he, well, uh, so Greg Tuey shoots a blow dart into his neck. Peek behind the scenes. I mean, the 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 the, the cut from Peyton. That went viral earlier this week about <clears throat> about the Texans, where he was saying they got the draft capital, they've got this, they've got that. I mean, that was that was Greg Tuey, native Houstonian, kind of getting in Colin's ear on the show and saying, "Hey, ask him about the Texans. Ask him if you go to a team like the Texans." Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was almost like our first official Sean Payton fed leak. Yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm into it. Yes, now yeah. I'm into it. Greg's got can... our back, dude. 
if I can, if I can ride Sean Payton's uh, <laughs> quite expansive back to uh, success the way Colin Coward has, I'll ride that fat back to glory. <laughs> just a, just a drive by. <laughs> oh, Sean you're gonna take me home, Sean Payton. <laughs> Do you fat bottom Sean? You make the media world go fat round. Sean. <laughs> Give him a nugget, <laughs> right? It's the greatest new hotkey ever, right? Right? <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes. <laughs> um, you have to if you had to wager Sean Payton, Denver Bronco coach Sean Payton. Any of the other candidates or Sean Payton back to Fox? Sean Payton back to Fox. I think so, too. He already said uh, there was a 70% chance to his co-host there on the panel, who they call him Snack Who then proceeded to fat shame him for the answer. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Snack Bar's coming back. Uh, 70% 70 chance we won't get any food in the Snack Bar. Lock up the pigskins. (laughs) That's right. I'm with you. I I think he just... I think Sean Payton probably said, "I'm going to take a year off, and I'm going to I'm going to jump back in the pool in 2023." And this just is not a good year to be. I mean, he can, he can get any of these jobs probably, but um, you know, the Texans are a total rebuild, and I know he said a lot of nice things about them, but it's a total rebuild. Uh, there's you know, there's hair on all these jobs. Like none of them are perfect, none of them are ideal, and I get it. Jobs open because oftentimes, as Payton himself pointed out, there are issues. I truly think he was hoping hoping for one of the L.A. jobs or the Dallas job to open up. I think he thought one of those three jobs is going to come open, either the yeah. Chargers, the Rams, or the Cowboys, and I'm going to take one of those. And then he jumps in the market, and it's Cardinals and Panthers and Colts it, and Texans. Yeah, and it, it just feels like he is just like kind of riding this for all the clicks they can get and all the eyeballs they can get at, at Fox. The, the people at Fox might know this themselves, you know, like, hey, let's really play this thing up. Yeah. Because this is, uh, this is gonna, look, like that we're advertising for Colin Coward every every segment on this show every day. You know, it's, uh, that's the way it all works. So they're, they're feeding the beast over there. We've, we've, we've uh, given him free advertising and we've given a very constructive suggestion of modulating his voice. Right. Yes. Oh, you going to let it all hang out. Fat Bottom Sean, come on to Houston. We got avocado. I believe you called him Fat Bottom Sean. Okay, now. Get we, on your Harley. Now Johnny. people are requesting that, that Ben modulate. Hey, Ben, modulate Jags Lady. Certainly not. <laughs> no, you don't have to, Ben. It's okay. It's, Ben's not a jukebox. He's not a DJ. You can't place requests. Only Seth and I can. All right. Um,. Payne and Pendergast with you. Let's shift over to D'Amico Ryans. Today's a big day. D'Amico Ryans gets his Texans interview today. We know D'Amico the player. We have audio of D'Amico the coach being introduced for the first time to the world as an NFL position coach. We've got that for you next. Yeah. I'll also go to uh, read. I'm going to do a dramatic read, um, reading of Fat Bottom Girls for uh, people of a younger generation that don't understand it because these lyrics are incredible. I'm looking at them right now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Uh, someone's asking on the trailer wheel and frame text page if we, uh, let's see, 5734, did you all take some edibles this morning? No, we're high on oh, life, man. No. No. You know what, though, Sean? Huh? I did drink a, a kombucha, not what? a hard kombucha, but a kombucha. Yeah, I saw you sipping is, on that, yeah. Yeah, they, um, like, there's a small amount of naturally occurring alcohol, like a very small amount, on the level of, I think, the same that you'd have in like, non-alcoholic beer. But I'm wondering, as you read more and more and find out about like, microdosing of various substances and uh, you know, how people think that it might... I wonder if microdosing alcohol, uh, there might actually be something to that. Mm. Because I've felt this before when I've had non-alcoholic beer. I feel like that I'm getting a buzz of some sort, but not in a way in, to where I was like, okay, that's just psychological. Something about the setting and the, you know, the cues yeah. and the taste and all taste, that. It just yeah. makes you feel like that. But with the kombucha, I would have not had that preconception. I thought that the non-alcoholic kombucha had no alcohol at all. And yet, I feel like I, I feel a little bit freer and looser when I'm drinking the kombucha. Yeah. So I think maybe that that 0.5% ABV might be doing it for might me. Might be, and this show might be proof of it, man. We we might we have, have to, to do it all day long now. We might put a pin in that. I'm going to be a micro drunk. <laughs> Absolutely, He's a think, functional micro drunk. Yes, could be good for the show, man. Could be good for the show. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's could be good for the Texans. Here was a video, and um, we got tagged on this in Twitter. And I apologize, I closed up my phone. Um, but this is a video from when D'Amico was introduced as the linebackers coach with the 49ers. So he's getting introduced to his to his new fan constituency out there in San Francisco. This is, uh, I believe, three years ago when D'Amico became a coach on Kyle Shanahan's staff. D'Amico Ryans on the importance of coaching in his life. Hello, I'm D'Amico Ryans. I'm the linebackers coach for the 49ers. D'Amico Ryans! Come on, this on the as a player, coaches played a big influence on my life. So as I grew older and played a lot of sports, played a lot of football, baseball, I always knew coaches played an important role in young men's lives. So for me, when I finished playing, I knew I wanted to get into coaching so I could 
reach back and serve other young men by helping them in the game of football and in the game of life. Come on, give him a good look. It's a hit. Hand. Good. That's it right there. That's it, Green. As a coach, for me, it's not only about the X's and O's out on the field. It's also about just helping these young men, trying to guide them in their, their personal lives out the field. Being a former player, I understand the issues and the stresses to being able to help them calm their outside world down and just being able to focus and give them tools to succeed in life off the field and on the field, that gives me great joy. Hey, man, you're doing a great job. You know that? No, I ain't hey, no, 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 don't give me that. Don't give me that. Player, coach, the man, it's, for me, you always have to be who you are. And I always, you, you be who you are, whatever your personality is. That's, you can't fake it. The mindset of who I am and what I stand for is still the same as a coach as it was when I was playing. Get to that hook spot, get to that hook! Get there, Aziz! Aziz! Get there! Give me, give me one of them live breaks, Kwon. Give me one of them live ones. Get them live. Hey, hot boys on three, one, two, three. Hot boys! All right, so that's a little insight, D'Amico Ryans. That was back when he became the inside linebackers coach in 2018. So he was... He was a defensive quality control coach for a year with the 49ers in 2017 when Kyle Shanahan got there. So Shanahan's first year, he probably spotted something in D'Amico Ryans from when he was on the staff here with the Texans in D'Amico yeah. Ryans' heyday. Brought him on the staff there. He became quickly became position coach for the inside linebackers. And then Robert Sala leaves to go become the head coach of the Jets. And D'Amico Ryans gets promoted and the defense is better now than it's ever been. And it was pretty damn good under Robert Sala. Yeah, yeah. And it's a classic case where, I mean, just like like Jonathan Gannon in Philadelphia, how do you separate the coach from the talent on the team? And there really is no way to do it. It's a matter of, okay, what does he do with the guys that he has? And I think if there's one thing, and, and I'd say honestly, this is what jumped out to me about various coaches. Like, well, Bill O'Brien, when he was a college coach, um, you could see that he he ran a disciplined crew. And uh, you know, Mike Vrabel, when he was a position coach, I could tell what a good position coach he was. He had uh, he had an awful defense one year as a defensive coordinator. Um, but I think the the things that people say about D'Amico like what Nick Bosa said about D'Amico jibe with the guy. The, the guy that was the player, D'Amico Ryans, which is just kind of a natural-born leader. And I think that what you're looking for in, in, at times with head coaches, it's hard, to, it's hard to see and define. And I think the vast majority of guys that are hired obviously don't have something special about them. I think there's a much greater chance with D'Amico that he's got a special natural leadership. Um, and, and like Honestly, we were just kind of clowning on – Colin Coward for acting like Sean Payton could teach Russell Wilson something about being a leader, you know, or something about being more likable or relatable. It's just, you, it's very hard to do. You can improve, but once you get to be your 30s, it's, uh, you pretty much are who you are. You might improve it a little bit. Uh, and I think with D'Amico, he is a, a person who has a natural way of, you know, being a hard ass when he needs to be a hard ass, but by but softening it by just being a good human being too, and the the players appreciate that. Do you, he cited in that clip we just played, that video we just played about being a former player, and he's been through those experiences before that those guys have. He didn't use the word credibility, but I will. You know, does that does that give him added credit? Is that an advantage for him that he's a former player versus these other candidates? It's like anything else. It's a foot in the door, but then ultimately you got to prove it. You know, I think that it's an advantage if he actually, 
uses his experience as a player to to understand players better. And I yeah. think he is one of those guys. You know, there's some there's some former players uh, who who are like the opposite of players coaches. You know, it's funny. Um, Richardson, Jerry Richardson, the owner of the Panthers, was the only former player that owned a team, and he was known as one of the biggest hard asses when it came to dealing with the players. Almost, I think, out of a uh, maybe like a, a an insecurity about it or something. So, I think that D'Amico is the guy that actually uses his experiences to understand guys. Like, well, like um, we played that clip earlier this week of Lenore, the defensive back who'd really been struggling and getting picked on this year. Mm-hmm. He had an interception in the second half of last week's game, and the announcers were talking about how D'Amico had D'Amico's tactic with him had been, hey. You're getting picked on. Don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as an opportunity to make plays. And, you know, in, in that very crucial moment, he made that play. It was really cool. To, it was really cool to see him come to the sideline and give D'Amico Ryans a really big hug. Yeah. So, like, Lenore came to the sideline, and he sought out D'Amico Ryans. I, t- I wonder, too, will I, I, probably the concept of timing with that audio we just played should be cited here, uh, that he was doing that video when he was inside linebackers coach. I almost feel like probably with a position coach, you'd be able to say way better than I would, Seth, but like with a position coach where you're actually kind of getting your hands in the clay and you're probably teaching technique and you're specifically with a group like that, the fact that that dude was a pro bowl, forget about his experience as a player in a locker room and around town, that was a guy who was an all pro at one point playing the position I play. Right, yeah, and you know, um, I remember uh, Jamie Sharper telling me about Jack Del Rio as a coach and because Jack Del Rio had been um, like a really good linebacker. He wasn't – I don't think Jack Del Rio was ever like all pro or anything, but he was played in the league a long time as a linebacker. And and he was a guy that was just really smart and taught – Jamie Sharper said he just taught him so many things about football that he never would have known before. But then he also had other coaches um, – he had another really good uh, – I'm blanking on who it was right now. He was a very, very, very good NFL player. Uh, but he said that, you know, that guy was more – like, he was good motivationally, but he didn't – a lot of times a lot of times, the genuinely great players are the worst position coaches because yeah. they just uh, – they just they just naturally know how to it do It came stuff. easy to them. Well, that's like Biggio's kid. Did you ever hear uh, Craig Biggio Jr. talking about his dad coaching him? It, it's like – it sounds like – it sounds like the difference between Biggio and Bagwell is Bagwell sounds like he took a much more – methodical approach to, to hitting, whereas Biggio, it, it, the way his son described, and his you know, sons are talking about their dads, his son described it as basically like, you know, <laughs> Biggio would say things like, I, I don't know, you know, just, just hit it next time. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Keep your eye on the ball. Just, yeah, swing, swing harder. Don't swing <laughs> as hard, all that. Where, where Bagwell has it broken down and gets down and really works with guys on a, on a, a – Micro base. Well, he pro- well, Bagwell probably, level. Bagwell yeah. probably almost has to because that Bagwell is the one guy who can't just say, "Well, just do what I did." Because yeah. Bagwell's <laughs> swing is the most technically unsound thing maybe in the history of baseball. Squat down like you're going into a movie style kung fu pose. <laughs> right, right, and- right. <laughs> Pretend you're sitting on the toilet, yeah. and, and then, then swing your shoulder out of its socket. <laughs> Eventually, you'll exactly. be miserable and in pain. Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. All right. So, uh, final segment coming up. We'll find out what's going on on the uh, on in the loop today with John Lopez, Landry Locker. We'll talk to them. See what they got going on. Final thoughts on the playoff games heading into the weekend. What are we hoping to see out of these four games? And what are we hoping to hear a little later on today? When I'm sure news will come out that the Texans have completed their interview with D'Amico Ryan's. A lot of a lot of moving parts, man. We will uh, get to all of them. Closing out the show here on a Friday next. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you uh, on a football Friday. Um, so we, uh, we await D'Amico Ryans in the interview there. We've got four games in the NFL. Seth, who you take? I'm going to go down the list here. Um, okay. We start with the Jags and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs take the Jags to the woodshed. I think this is a teaching moment for the Jags coming up on Saturday. Are we, uh, you want me to take it by the odds or by the... Oh, yeah, sure. We can do it against up. the spread. That's what really matters. Yeah. yeah. So do you think the Chiefs cover the eight and a half? Oh, it's eight and a half? Eight and a half, yeah. I was going to say if it was a touchdown, I'd do it for sure. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half. So it's, it's, uh, I would say no. Actually, I'm it's actually up to nine now. Yeah. Is it up to nine? It is, it is. So money coming in oh, on the Chiefs. What, what dost thou know? Um, I'm going to say the the Jags lose but cover. Okay, they keep it close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like the Chiefs to win by double digits in this one. Um, the late game is the Eagles and the Giants, yeah. what Seth has dubbed the uh, Texans head coach coordinator bowl. Yeah, uh, the uh, we have Mike Kafka, the OC for the Giants, against Jonathan Gannon, the DC for the Eagles, two prime candidates to become the coach of the Texans. And meanwhile, Shane Steichen is just standing over in the corner, saying, "Hey, I, I'm a candidate too for this job." The Eagles right now are seven and a half point favorites. Okay, oh, okay, um, that's more than a touchdown again. It is indeed. I'm going to go. Maybe I'm biased because there have been some really close games in the playoffs uh, last week. Some games that you thought might be blowouts ended up being. Uh, down to the wire, and I'm going to say uh, Daniel Jones' legs are the difference in this game versus an Eagles defense that has improved versus the run. Um, but uh, they, so I think the Eagles win, but the Giants cover once again. Eagles win, but Giants cover. Okay, so you got yeah. the both both dogs are barking at least yeah. to cover the spread on Saturday. Okay, I'm with you on that one. I think the difference. I, I think the Eagles win that game just because they have the bye week and it's a home game. But I think. The Giants can run the football enough to kind of shorten things a little bit and possess the football against the Eagles. Um, I trust Brian Dayball in this situation, oddly enough, since he has no track record other than last week against Minnesota in the playoffs. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. I think the Giants cover in that one. All right, Sunday. <clears throat> dude, Sunday's going to be fun. There's just <laughs> there's no two ways to put it. Uh, the Bengals are in Buffalo to take on the Bills. This is a rematch of the nine-minute aborted DeMar Hamlin football game from a few weeks ago. So we get these two teams again, this time in the postseason, this time in Buffalo, not Cincinnati, and Buffalo is favored by five and a half right now. The biggest question about the Bills right now um, is 100% 
Josh Allen and his turnovers. You know, it's and uh, as I as I called him earlier, I feel like he's a modern day sober Brett Favre, where his great plays are so great that you're just going to have to live with some of the really curious things, some of the bad interceptions. Um, and the Bengals' defense has a very, very good way of mixing things up, shuffling things around, and flummoxing quarterbacks. I think the Bengals end up. Um, I, I, I would pick the Bengals to win this straight up. Win I think they're going to. Huh? They're going to. Yeah, they're going to create some issues for Josh Allen in this game. I I like the. I'm with you on the Josh Allen. The turnover thing is concerning. Cincinnati is it uh, Anarumo? Lou Anarumo that did the the, the yeah. DC for the Bengals did a yeah. great job against. Mahomes in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I think he's going to have a little something for for Josh Allen this weekend. I'm with you. What's the uh, spread? Is this Buffalo's favored by what? Five and a half. Okay. So that's a pretty healthy payout on a money line. That's got to be a money line of like two to one. That's hmm. that's uh, well, you are giving the people some sound financial advice there. The um, the last game, San Francisco is a. Let me see. I think last I checked, a four point favorite over the Cowboys. They are yes. A four-point favorite over the Cowboys. Yeah, they're going to win by 21. I agree with you. I think yeah. the 49ers would shed the Cowboys this weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to um, be an embarrassing display. I'm honestly, I feel kind of bad for Cowboys fans. I'm not even being sarcastic there uh, because there's um, you you're aren't? not all you're not all bad people whatsoever. You aren't being you. You feel bad for those? No, people? I will feel bad for him. I feel like uh, you know because I feel like Dak Prescott. Has been unfairly maligned uh, this year okay. at times. He's got he's got a little bit of the same disease Josh Allen does, which is hey, playing awesome, but here you go, here's the football, no big deal. Um, <laughs> not always his fault, of course. He's had some bad luck too. But the fact <laughs> this kicker scenario, I need this kid to miss three field oh, goals. Oh yeah, I don't want it I to be a twenty-one point to. game. No, I want it to be. Yeah. A cl- I want it to be a close game and have it come down yeah. to a field goal at the end and have the dude kick it into the. Left of the upright into the into the third row. I, that's, yeah, people that's might think that's um, mean spirited or something, no. but no, it's better to know that you just can't cut it yeah. and that you're officially done. He can go on, get on with his life instead, instead of have to lift the 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 rest of the off season wondering what the hell happened they that last they, week. He makes some millions of dollars a year. It's uh, this is the heavy is the head that wears the crown. Brett Maher. They yeah. signed. I mean, think about where they are, the Cowboys are right now. How much they must be pooping their pants. Um, not the players themselves but just fans in front office, that this team, which has been so absurdly hapless this century in the playoffs, is now going into a game positioned pretty damn well and having played really good football, but with their kicker unable to make simple extra points. Dude, the easiest of kicks, yes. And this is what the Cowboys will become known for, Tony Romo not being able to do stuff when things matter, or their kicker not being able to make kicks. It's a big deal. Yes. It's a big deal in the pride and ego of those those poor folks up in Arlington. What's the spread on this game? uh, Four. Uh, Niners by four. Yeah, take that. Yeah, I'm going to lay the points on there, too. So the only one you and I disagree on is the Kansas City-Jacksonville game. I think Kansas City is going to house them. Um, I'm doing that mostly just to piss off Randy. Oh, really? She's a big Josh Allen fan. Is yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, someone's asking, what's the weather supposed to be like in Buffalo? I'm seeing snow on Sunday. Josh Allen sucks in the snow. Does he suck in the snow? He's the, that's the whole big question. You, you hire this big strapping dude, and uh, it turns out he doesn't play all that well in inclement weather. We saw, I mean, he was, versus the Texans, they ended up crushing the Texans with that first half when the wa- weather was coming in. 
He looked like a young. He looked like a second year Davis Mills. He didn't look as good as the first year Davis Mills. That's true. He looked like second year Davis Mills. By the way, real quick, did you notice that in our conversation with Nick Casario and in anybody's conversation with Nick Casario since the season's been over, there really hasn't been any like, hey, Davis has got shown a lot of improvement, and uh, like I didn't. There was no pep talk about Davis Mills, was there? No, Did I miss something. No, yeah. not not in our conversation. You know. Yeah, I think that I think the the little like, hey, he's our guy. Talk from last off seasons uh, over. I, yeah, sticker. well, I I think the exuberant he's our guy talk left the door, walked out the door with Lovey Smith. Right, right. No, Casario is always much more measured about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Casario. Sometimes towards the end of the season, the t- last time we spoke with Casario before the end of the season, he did talk about in general just how hard it is to learn how to play that position. Yep. So, back in I November. think he still gets chances to develop. It's just probably going to be as a backup this yep. year. I would think so, too. John Lopez jumps in with us. Hello, John. I'm jumping. Happy D'Amico Ryan's Day it's to you. D-Day. It, it is D-Day. It is yes. D-Day uh, in the loop and everywhere else in Houston. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, I, 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 you know, I'd like everybody uh, at our station, I did a, a real uh, – Deep dive into some audio. Landry did did the same. He's got a bunch that you know just about D'Amico Ryan. Some of the things that they're saying. Man, Matt Schaub. I came across there was no audio, so I don't. I didn't put it in there. Matt Schaub talked about D'Amico Ryan's last year like he was already a head coach. Last year, yeah. Okay. It was it was incredible. I'll have to call up and just read the quote. Yeah. It was uh, it was really really good. Um, I brought this up earlier. If you were D'Amico. All the former Texans and former teammates that you have in town. Here we know as many, many former teammates that live in town. Mm-hmm. Is that an attraction to the job, or is that a deterrent to take? I think the it's job? part of the attraction. Okay. Uh, I think the fact that he played here, he's got all these guys. I think Andre Johnson should be in the meeting. Uh, on the, on the Zoom call. On, on the Zoom. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, clearly Seth would know more than me, but I think those those are brothers, man. I mean, uh, not no, I, to, not to sound trite, but. Because that's a term that they use a lot, but when you play that long, what was it here? Six years? Six years. Uh, that, that, that's that's the deep, deep relationship. No, I get it. I get it. I just wonder if having, you know, sometimes your friends can be a distraction when you have so many of them around. Well, I know what's going to happen is everybody he's ever known that played for the Houston Texans is going to want a job. Precisely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Sean? I, the, this is the same as going home to coach your high school football team. Yeah. Like, uh, like think about it like in some rabid high school environment. That's even worse. That's 400 times worse. I say this all the time. High school, like if you live in a small town that has a rabid football culture, that is 400 times as much pressure as anything you'll ever face in the NFL. And I actually got, I got confirmation of this from Owen Daniels because he was on a really good high school team. Naperville. And, but he, he was Naperville Central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also, you know, was on a Super Bowl championship NFL team. And, and he laughed and he's like, yeah, it's like when you're in high school, it's your whole universe. You know, you don't know any better and everything's so compressed. you you can't escape it at school or anything. So it's awesome in a way, but it's also a lot more pressure. Wow. I never got the sense that Naperville was the pressure cooker that Owen Daniels painted it to be. <laughs> he wasn't saying it in a bad way. I no, mean, I like know. they enjoyed great success, but just think about that. Like in high school, it's your whole universe. You don't yeah. really know. You know, yeah, like everything gets boiled down into the fact that you're in school eight hours a day around the same kids that are going to come watch you. Then you go get your hair cut and they won't shut up about, you know, how your team sucked two years ago. It just, you can't escape it in no. high school. And in that town, I can tell you, you come across the kids from your rival high school all the time because they're right near each other, the two high schools. So it's probably yeah. 10 times worse. Um, 
What do you got going on on the show today? Well, S- a lot of sides that. D-Day. Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, obviously, divisional round. I got questions on each team. Like, what is their biggest question? I know you see that a lot on the internet, but but mine are, are going to be a little bit more like, who's going to be the unsung hero on all these? Okay. And I, I think there's some interesting ones out there. Um, are you going to play any modulated voice box Colin Cowherd on your show? He's become Albert Breer of uh, of Sean Wright yeah. and Sean Payton. Because we did, and if you don't, your show's going to suck worse than ours. Oh, I, well, yeah, it does anyway. <laughs> All right. That's not true, by the way. Uh, John Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Fig, they're up next. Ben, thanks for everything this week. Great job. Seth, antibodies to you. Antibodies to you and a blood eagle to anybody who I don't like. There it is. There it is, people. So if, you, if Seth doesn't like you, RIP. We'll see you guys on Monday. Blood eagle. Enjoy all the games this week. And you can hear all the games right here on Sports Radio 610. Have a great weekend, everybody. Get in there, Gimp. Let's win this one for the Gimper. Antibodies to you. Right. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.